All right. We are we are live. All right, we are live. We're at the Magical Crypto Conference. We uh, tried streaming live before from our phone, but apparently you need a thousand subscribers, and we're not quite there, Max. Oh, all right. Um, we'll get them now. We're ringing all a thousand. We'll join this immediately. So, so what do you think about Monero? I mean, I've heard you. I, I've been following you for quite some time. Um, I know you're obviously a big advocate of Bitcoin. Uh, I've heard you talk about Monero a little bit, but can you give us your quick kind of like synopsis of where you see Monero in the crypto space? All right. Well, as I've been saying, as Bitcoin gets to its object, uh, price objective that I laid out in 2011 of 100,000, all altcoins will be subsumed by Bitcoin. There's nothing Bitcoin can't do. Everything that all these altcoins can do, Bitcoin will eventually either does now or will do. Now, between here, 7,000 and 100,000 is a big move. It's a lot, a lot of price action to, to come. And within that, you're going to see a lot of jockeying for position. And you're going to see a lot of coins. Not a lot of coins, but a few coins are going to exert a lot of influence. Monero being one of those coins. Because the team behind Monero is excellent. Fluffy Pony is great. And um, they're involved in a number of different projects. The underlying idea of Monero adding a privacy layer, et cetera, is great. Uh, but again, you know, as we get to 100,000, you're going to see uh, pretty much everything get gobbled up by Bitcoin. So you, you said Monero adding a privacy layer, but Monero is private by default at the protocol level. Do you think that's, you don't think that's something that's necessary for the crypto going to win for digital cash? You don't think digital cash needs to be fungible at the protocol level? I, I think so. And, and Monero is... is 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 there you know i like monero uh, i think that it is one of the top three or four coins that i would put as heading into the hundred thousand a dollar for bitcoin scenario you know if you have like 2500 coins out there clearly 2300 2400 of them are not going to make it a few of them will monero definitely is one of the the strongest coins out there that's why i'm at this conference because the guys behind it like Monero, you know, Fluffy Pony, Satoshi Light at Litecoin, Whale Panda, and Samson uh, Mao. You know, these are the four of the very strongest guys we have in this space. This is a fantastic event. It's a great counter event to consensus, which has become a little bit too corporate, a little bit too uh, Wall Street friendly. But there's a place for that too. Obviously, they're attracting huge numbers, and this bull market's really getting started again. It's going to be a huge leap now. So I'm, I don't, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't think. Monero sucks. I think it's great. I just I think that, you know, it, it'll be one of the primary coins going forward. And, and so, uh, you know, I give it, uh, but I, I believe that ultimately Bitcoin at 100,000 wins out. But how does Bitcoin overcome the fact that it doesn't have fungibility at the protocol level? Is that necessary or do you think it could be done uh, on other levels like Lightning Network? Do you, do you think uh, at the end of the day, these things need to be private and fungible at their core level yeah okay so when you make let's go back to this comparison to gold for a second you know and aristotle laid out why gold is good money he said it was it was divisible it was scarce it was desirable and it was fungible clearly gold is fungible i can melt down a gold vase and i can create gold coins and it's 100% the same. It's fungible in that way. Bitcoin does not have that. It's that the weakest part of the Bitcoin story would be the fungibility factor. And to the extent that Monero solves that fungibility factor um, is needed, okay? 
Um, that's why I say it's going to be one of the coins in the top two or three coins going forward. You know, I've been saying that about Monero since Monero came out. And um, so it is important. It is key. Uh, how will Bitcoin tackle that? Um, that is yet to be revealed. I don't think it's I don't think they're I don't think it's something that we can't tackle. If ultimately it can't tackle it, then of the of the privacy coins out there, there are a few, right? Um, perhaps Monero becomes the champion in that space. And we have a duopoly. We have Bitcoin Monero. That's that's not out of the question. Okay. That could that could be the case. One last question. What you're, you you label uh, Monero a privacy coin, which which makes sense because we got to categorize these things. But do you think that's kind of a kind of a false nomer? I mean, it's kind of like uh, calling cash privacy cash. We're trying to create digital cash. Why do we call some coins privacy coins? Shouldn't it just be called kind of digital digital cash? Uh, isn't isn't Bitcoin itself trying to be digital cash? I don't see why we're labeling some coins as privacy coins if that's fundamental to what digital cash needs to be? Well, there's a number of categories you got for these coins. You have stable coins, you have uh, proof of, uh, they say store of value coins. And clearly, you know, you'd have uh, Bitcoin and Litecoin would be in that category. Proof of work, value, uh, uh, you know, uh, value, uh, store of value coins. And then, you know, we have the category called privacy coins. And then that's answer number one. And then the second thing, when you say, well, it's, it's trying to be digital cash or it is digital cash. There are a number of coins that say we are cash. We are digital cash. I'm thinking about Dash, for example, it says we are cash. We are digital cash. Of course, they have a totally different consensus mechanism. And, you know, that everyone wants to move toward this cash concept. But and so, so does Bitcoin Cash, you know, who came up with this idea that that Bitcoin was somehow not suitable as cash and that you needed to fork the coin to cash. Um, that created a huge uh, problem in this space because it 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 we had we were forced to revisit the white paper. According to Roger Bear, you'll say the white paper refers to cash, but it only makes sense if you substitute the word cash with gold. Then the white paper makes perfect sense. This is digital gold. All of Satoshi's work, all of the cypherpunk work before the launch of the Genesis block referred to digital gold. Okay, Bitcoin is digital gold. That's the standard upon which we must compare and judge. So is Monero digital gold? Well, no, not compared to Bitcoin. Okay, that's where we are with Bitcoin. Will it be a privacy fungibility behemoth? Maybe. But as you get toward 100,000, there's going to be like, an, I've been doing this, you know, since 2011. I've seen so many freaking coins come and go. You know, I think that a few will get to the holy land. Monero is well positioned to do that, you know. But I don't think anything ultimately, in my view, is going to usurp Bitcoin. And there's nothing it won't eventually be able to do. That's my position. I'm well happy to debate the point. I'm not, you know, think anything less of anybody. Let, let's see what the market decides, okay? I go by the market. That's my view. That's how we invested Heisenberg Capital. We put money to work on that basis. We could be wrong. But you obviously look at the fundamentals as well. I mean, like you said, you're considering the fact that Monero is fungible and that's something that it has that these other ones don't. But so it's, right, it's, but as we deploy capital, like we would let some other fund deploy capital with that, with that kind of as their operating 
mantra going forward, right? That that's what they would look for. We that's not what we're focused on because we want to be very tight and and kind of have a straight, straightforward uh, investing thesis, if you will. And that's what that's what we do. What are you guys looking for? We're looking for Bitcoin. Right now, we're focused on second layer, so we're focused on Lightning Labs. That's why I want to hear Elizabeth Stark, who we have a good relationship with. Crypto Springs is another conference coming in the fall. It's very lightning oriented. We're looking at lightning stuff. We're investing in lightning stuff. And so that's where we're focused right now. All right. Well, we'd love to have you on the Monero team. I know I know you're an early supporter, but uh, the more support, uh, uh, look, I support, the better. The team is a great team. Okay. And you're all going to be welcome over at the Bitcoin team and the lightning team <laughs> when you get tired of Monero. You know, you've got a place for you over in Bitcoin. Thank you, Max. Uh, like I said, I've been listening to you for years. I love your show. Uh, you always have great insights uh, into everything. Um, and yeah, we'd appreciate a retweet, actually, so we could get up to those thousand subscribers and we could start streaming well, from our phone. Sunita's getting a little tired over here carrying that. But I'm not John McAfee, so I'm not going to charge you $100,000 for a retweet because I don't want to end up in a boat in the middle of the ocean somewhere being chased by regulators and tax authorities. Okay? He's got Bitcoin derangement syndrome. People who look too closely at the Bitcoin protocol go insane. John McAfee's gone insane. Roger Veer went crazy. Uh, Craig Wright, certifiably insane. What is that? What is that all about? Why is it? Why is this breeding insanity? Because it's so pure and so honest that it, if you don't have that in your heart to begin with, and when you look at the protocol, it can drive you insane. It, it's some for some people it ennobles them. Like Andreas Antonopoulos, he was already pure of heart, and it made him a giant. For someone like McAfee, he had a corrupt, dirty, ugly heart. And it made him insane. Did you, you see that movie on HB? I think it was Netflix. It was called Bird Box. You know, if you look outside and you saw the evil, the evil, you instantly killed yourself. It drove you nuts. This is the this is Bitcoin derangement syndrome. But do you think there's some hypocrisy there with Bitcoin and the maximalists who uh, you know claim to be cypherpunks and and believing in the in the crypto anarchist ideals, yet they kind of gloss over things like fungibility, like adding confidential transactions to the core protocol level. They think, eh, well, maybe maybe we don't need that. Maybe uh, maybe it's better that things are transparent. Uh, well, you know, what I we, what we do at Heisenberg is we watch the market and see which way the market goes. I think that everything in the protocol is it would, would move forward toward a high, very high concentration of Bitcoin in the space. Dominance goes up. And um, those discussions that are good to have and technologists and developers and programmers are working on that stuff all the time. And we look at that stuff all the time and we're seeing which way the market breaks. You know, in the last few weeks, we saw some decoupling going on where people were like, you know what? Bitcoin is really going to be the champion in this space. And we saw capital move in that direction. Now you've got some more movement in the alt space. Uh, you know, the market knows all the market is going to determine the outcome and the protocol is still being discovered. There are things about the protocol. Remember, the protocol is so, it's a hybrid of economics, psychology, game theory, technology. All these things are, is, is in a hybrid. It's unlike anything we've ever seen in economics before. I don't, you know, it's an asset class. It doesn't really fall into a currency neatly or a security or a commodity. All these things are, it's a paradigm shifting or paradigm breaking asset that we don't really know. As far as economics go, not a single economist in the world has anything to say about Bitcoin that makes sense, except for Saif Dean Amus with his book, The Bitcoin Standard. He comes the closest. 
And um, as far as the game theory goes and psychology and sociology and even evolution, th those things are being revealed to us on a daily basis. So the story is still being written. I, I, don't, I don't claim to have the answers. All I know is that I, I watch the market and how, the, how it responds to this emerging asset class, this, this protocol that seems to be like a sizable uh, quantum leap in our experience here on Earth as human beings. I realize that sounds a bit grandiose, but we live in times right now that we, we demands a radical answers to some of these intractable problems. We have some serious issues on planet Earth. I was just on a flight yesterday. I don't know if you saw about it in the news, but a woman sitting behind me jumped out. She was 20 years old, leaped to the forward of the plane, said, screamed, I want to die, and tried to open the door to jump out of the plane at 10,000 feet. Okay? There's an, you know... Mental illness is real, and, and this is a problem shared by millions of people, and more so every day, because we don't have hard money. We don't have any accountability. Fiat money is simply a tool by the kleptocracy to paper over every single mistake, every crime they commit. They just print money to paper over it. The wealth and income gap is skyrocketing. I believe that the climate is also collapsing in real time. I've said this before. A lot of people disagree with me on that. But I think that's a result of fiat money. It's too easy for every, any company that contributes to our eco-holocaust. They're not penalized in any way. They're not penalized by the market. They're not penalized in any way. They simply print, print, print. So Bitcoin is, 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 is a way to extricate ourselves. If America doesn't take the path forward, some other country will. So America is an existential crisis. Like Representative Brad Sherman said this week in Congress, if any country wants to destroy America, they would be buying Bitcoin. That, that's basically what he said in Congress. So China, Russia, Iran, Germany, they're like, oh, is that how you do it? Okay, let's do it. You know, he opened the door. I mean, the thing, the thing that scares me about Bitcoin is it's, it's being uh, um, explained uh, by people like you who are obviously very intelligent and respected. Um, and it's being sold as 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 this thing that's going to kind of take us into the decentralized future uh, where we won't be monitored anymore. Uh, you know, it will be difficult for governments and large corporations to know all our data. No, you know, but at the same time, we're all opting into a completely transparent ledger that can be viewed by anyone anywhere. Uh, is there kind of a potential dystopia there? Are we are we uh, are we fooling ourselves as we all opt into this? transparent behemoth that's kind of what concerns me there uh it's a legitimate concern and um the, the track record so far is bad so it, it is it, it might be a bit naive to think that oh suddenly this technology is going to take us out of this uh, dystopian track but as far as hard money goes and if you look at the history of economics sociology and evolution and hard money it's what hard money periods have been periods of relative peace and 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 relative uh, balanced sanity in the world. We haven't had hard money in 40 years, 50 years anywhere since 1971. Um, as far as the transparency of the ledger goes, and does that open the door toward more surveillance, et cetera? Um, I, that, that's a risk, obviously. Um, it, it's a race to see if the, benef the, 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 the benefits, the impact of the benefits would, would outweigh 
the negatives of those features um, in that, for example, if politically you had a, a, a rise up of, of, of a political class that was favorable to Bitcoin, they would be more favorable toward a less dystopian future if they listen to what Bitcoin is saying. Okay, let me let me say this, you know, I'm glad Monero's out there, okay? And all the points you raise are good points. And I said, it's gonna be in the top few as we head toward 100,000. And these are excellent points. I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna say they're not good points. Uh, they're good points. And we, we're gonna keep, we're gonna, we, I watch Monero closely. Our fund is focused on Bitcoin. Okay, that's what we do. But you're making excellent points. I'm not gonna say you're not making excellent points. And um, so we're at we're at a place where the market will decide. Let's see where the market goes with this. You know, if, if in fact humans might not make it, you know, there'll be solar panels hashing and generating Bitcoin, but humans won't be around anymore. There'll be robots versus chimpanzees. Do you see the chimpanzee on the Instagram account? No, I did not. All right, there's a chimpanzee that's on their Instagram account. Okay, now as soon as they can hire lawyers, <laughs> it's going to be chimps versus us, but then we'll be disintermediated by robots. So we'll be gone. It'll be chimps versus robots. Okay, and the robots will choose Bitcoin. The chimps will be trying to take down the solar panels to, because they want more bananas, but we'll be gone. We'll, we won't see this. You heard it here first, folks. Chimps We're versus, robots. versus robots. All right. Thank you, Max. Right, You're awesome. Great. Great, great, great to talk to you. Thank you, sir. All right, that was amazing. Max Kaiser. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, I, I pushed back with, the, with my, usual, my usual questioning on um, how you can be so pro Monero when uh, the protocol doesn't seem to match the ideals of what this stuff's supposed to be. So we're, like we said, we're at the Magical Crypto Conference. I guess we'll continue, try to continue to stream live. Uh, we might come in and out as we try to get new guests on the show. Uh, we're going to try to round up some more guests. Oh, wait, we found a table. We're going to grab that table. Uh, we're kind of making this up as we go on the fly. How's it going, sir? Would you like to be on the Monero talk show? Are you, are you interested in Monero? Uh, I do web What's that? I, I, come into our little uh, studio over here. What do you do? Uh, I developed WordPress plugins for web miners uh, ever since. Well, I did it alongside CoinHive. was one of the original ones we used to do. That I kind of did like ethical where it shows you your mining, the controls. But since CoinHive went away... Uh, yeah, why did... Co so CoinHive, if you want to mind explaining to everybody uh, who's watching, that was basically the, the, the miner for yeah, the browser? They came out in 2017 and they kind of put it on Pirate Bay and didn't tell anyone. So a lot of people got upset. They're always being blocked. But then really cool ideas like the, the simple miner where you could like track hashes and we were tying that into ward sites, but it got harder and harder to use CoinHive because they really weren't helping the silent mining kind of issue where people are just like, you go to the website and it starts, your CPU goes 100% and you don't know why. And so I kind of rolled my own using some open source stuff off GitHub. And we put a client, if you go to vidyen.com or if you search vidyen on um, wordpress.org, your repository, if you run a WordPress site, I, you can just download it and do it to any site that uses PHP, basically. So what we do is like, instead of like mining, there's 
there's actually another site called Monero Share. Either you can mine your own wallet. Uh, it's MoneroShare.io. And I do another one called BidHash.com, which is basically like a YouTube miner. Um, so I do a lot of weird stuff. So, Okay. And yeah, so most most uses for this CoinHive type technology is for Monero. But uh, most people yeah. are using it to so mine Monero. Just a, probably a reason that CoinHive stopped was the big, you know, the ASICs got on the network recently and they had to do the fork again. So a couple of the Monero, like Monero Ocean dev, he made an algo switching miner, which basically takes all the forks of Monero, like you know, the Pico, CN uh, half, um, I think like Masari and stuff. So what it does now instead of just mining Monero, it's in the list of the seven Monero forks and whatever one's the most profitable, it switches for kind of like old nice hash back in the day. Um, so it's all Monero based. Um, if Monero moons, then it'll switch to that, but based on which one of the uh, Monero alt, I think Masari's up there right now. And, there's doing a few others that similar forks to that. So, so do you have an opinion there on the fact that Monero has, uh, as a community, uh, one of its tenants is to be uh, ASIC resistant, or real, really, its tenant is to be decentralized, have decentralized yeah. mining, uh, and currently ASIC resistance is kind of the path towards that. Do you have an opinion there? Is that something you believe in as well? I mean that's the only reason we did web mining because uh, when you're doing JavaScript mining through Wasm, uh, it's not high. It's you know ASICs are doing giga hashes where you know a, a computer running through your browser is probably unless you've got an i7, you can probably make a hundred hashes per second. A phone would do like a hash, so there's no way you're going to compete with ASICs. So it was the only way to like kind of be fair. And when the ASICs did get on the network, it kind of the web mining. A lot of these web mining places actually shut down. And I think that's one of the reasons CoinHive did shut down, or they never said why. They just said we just this is one of the reasons, and they just disappeared. But uh, I think with algo switching, uh, even if the ASICs got back, uh, there's more of a chance to like you know work with the you know other Monero forks like Masari and a few other coins that's. Um, not always privacy based, but they're, they're based off Monero. So there's a chance to kind of fight, have a, it's easier to kind of make money with web mining than you would say fighting the ASICs if they let the ASICs on the network. Uh, just see if we could, see if we could grab her next. So do you, do you think, um, would you like to come on the show? You want to, oh, thank you. What's Shall that? we wrap up? Yeah, yeah, we can wrap up. Yeah. I'm, uh, again, my, I'm felty 256 on Twitter. And uh, you can find my website, bidyen.com. If you're interested in like these uh, web mining plugins for WordPress. All right, thanks. Thanks for the work you do. Hey, what's going on? Nice to meet you in person. Oh, we're doing a, we're doing a stream. Yeah, we're doing oh. a live stream. Hello, internet. I, I'm the uh, crazy mining girl from Course Scientific. <laughs> <laughs> we, we going over here? Going over here? There we go. There we go. So you came into New York. Um, so are you here as a, as a Bitcoin person, as a Monero person, as just a crypto enthusiast? I'm here uh, as as a crypto enthusiast, I would say. You know, mining mining geek. Um, actually very excited to see about, uh, all the speaking panels today. Really excited about that. And then it's going to be interesting uh, being on a panel with Gordon and uh, the Fidelity Investments guy. What are you guys going to be talking about? Uh, the future of mining. So what happens when you put an ASIC uh, manufacturer, an ASIC miner, and a GPU miner in a room? It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Have there been any kind of new developments since we last spoke in terms of, that you know of in terms of kind of where 
uh, Monero's going in its fight against ASICs uh, with RandomX. Yeah, RandomX is uh, going through its audit now. Um, so I just gave HYC a contact to AMD, and uh, we're just trying to help them out, getting them some uh, funding around the audit. But um, RandomX is now in its final iteration and ready for audits, and I think they're going to go ahead with it, and I'm really excited. You think it's promising? Yes, very, very promising. Um, I, I don't know if it will accomplish its stated goals of being locked to a CPU, but I do think it's uh, very promising for Monero, so I'm excited. You don't wait. I'm sorry. You don't think it will reach it, its goal? Uh, that it will uh, achieve its goal of being locked to CPUs only. How long do you think that's gonna? You think that's gonna be years, or do you think there'll be some kind of some time there before ASICs catch up to RandomX? Uh, not ASICs. They're already doing GPU implementations now. I think we're gonna see FPGAs for RandomX before we see uh, ASICs. And I think that A6 for RandomX will probably come out about six months after the uh, algorithm has been firmed up. Wow. Okay. But hey, this is this is the best we can do, right? Exactly. Exactly. Otherwise, if there's a tweakable element, which there is, to RandomX, then I think that will uh, conveniently keep A6 at bay, and it will just be FPGA-based going forward. And do you think that's a good approach to take, to the continue to tweak? Yeah. I think there's no harm in it. Um, because the hardware they're targeting will is naturally programmable, CPUs, GPUs, FPGAs, um, there's absolutely no harm in that. So it'll be good. Awesome. Thanks for uh, coming on the show this morning. Are we going to see you at the Monero party? Do you think, do you think you'll be attending? I think so. I think you guys locked it to uh, Monero only for invites, which was was very interesting. My uh, we try to try to filter out all the all the non-believers. Yeah, exactly. I think you will see me there. Awesome, thank you. Cheers. Excited to see you. Cheers, cheers. All right, thanks. Right. Cheers. All right, we're 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 striking some good interviews here. Uh, we'll stay live if. Uh, Anyone has some questions? I don't even know how many. Oh, we have 13 live viewers. Uh, if anybody wants to uh, send us some questions, there's going to be some downtime as we try to find more people to talk to. I Hold on one second. All right, I think we're going to take a pause and come back. Should we take a pause or should we stay on? We're going to stay on. We're going to stay on. We're going to keep it live. All right, let's, let's, let's check out the bull. We got the bull over here. I'm not quite sure what, what's going to happen with the bull. Um, we can go find out. Let's find out what's going to happen with the Oh, hey, sorry. How's it going? Hey, man, what's going on? We're streaming. We're streaming. We're trying to find. What's the deal with the bull? You gotta ask him. You're on Monero Talk. Monero Talk. I am the Bitcoin sign guy, and this is the Bitcoin bull in in the flesh. Here, we'll, we'll tilt the screen to get the bull. 
So yeah, you may be bullish on Monero. I'm bullish on Bitcoin. Ergo, we get a bull and we'll ride it to the moon. Uh, the Bitcoin science. So you were the guy in uh, that was standing in the background of, I forget what hearing that was. And yeah, what uh, what motivated you to do that? Was that was that planned? Was that a kind of spur of the moment thing? That was spur of the moment. I uh, was covering that event uh, for my boss, who's a monetary policy analyst. And I happened to get on the get get on the camera. So not premeditated. Uh, they were just talking about the transparency of the Federal Reserve. So I thought had to do it. How long you been in Bitcoin approximately in crypto? Is this uh was that was that kind of, have you been uh, are you a long timer? Uh just Bitcoin. I first found out about Bitcoin in 2012, but I must admit I was really ignorant to its revolutionary potential until 2016 when I went down the proverbial rabbit hole. All right. And so what it, what's your opinion of Monero? I mean, I, I I'm kind of a broken record here uh, with what with what the spiel I give when I talk to uh, the Bitcoin maximalists in that, uh, you know, obviously Bitcoin lacks fungibility at a protocol level. How do you kind of justify that and work with that? So I, like a lot of people, I used to call myself a Bitcoin maximalist. Now maybe the term is shitcoin minimalist. So I'm for, I'm for any, any version of coin that's, uh, you know, truly honest. I, I have no quarrel with altcoins. I I only invest in Bitcoin, but I do think that the fungibility use case is compelling enough to warrant as many experiments as are needed for it to work. I hope that Schnorr Signatures can take Bitcoin there, but I'm very glad that Monero exists for the benefit of the Crypto Anarchy Project. All right, man. Uh, nice video. Maybe uh, your this your second stunt will spur on the you know the next bull market. I hope your, so. Yeah. I think your first one uh, contributed a bit, right? What, what, it, when was that? What remind was, me the? Uh, it was uh, I think July 2017. So yeah, right there at the at the start of the parabolic move. I won't I won't take credit, but it did go up four percent that day. I'll take the four percent. So I don't know where your move is going to be the next. I mean, I don't know how you're going to top this one. We'll, uh, we'll keep them guessing. <laughs> All right, Matt. Thank you. We look yeah. forward to the next bull market. It seems uh, like the, the, the sign is here. You have spoken. <laughs> Bring it on. All right. Thanks. Thank you. All right. We're going to continue to find some more interesting people to talk to around here. How's it going, guys? Is this Fluffy? I believe Fluffy was unable to make it to the conference. And he's... Fluffy, you're live on Monero Talk. What happened, man? I don't know. Can't really hear him, but uh, at least we got to see his pretty face. Good luck, buddy. So, yeah, I don't know what happened, but Fluffy was unable to make it to the event. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll hear what happened later. Do we know why Fluffy didn't make it? Why? What? All right, we got some people chiming in over here. Every coin is booming. 
Uh, anybody gets some some questions, send them send them on in, or maybe people that you think we should be talking to here. Uh, by all means, give us some ideas on on who you want us to go after. We're going to continue to kind of walk through the crowd. All right, we're uh, we're going into the mess over here. It's getting kind of loud, I'm sure. Let's uh, let's stay away from the loud music. Up, oh, almost bumped into the fluffy again. I'm in the VIP zone. I'm assume I'm assuming I'm not allowed in here. Can I walk into the VIP zone? No? Yeah. I think we're going to pause and we're going to come back as we find more people to talk to.